Hey church, how's it going? My name is Luke Madrano. I'm one of the directors here with our junior high ministry, and I'm here to bring you your daily hope. Um, today we're going to be talking about the birth of John the Baptist. And so turn your Bibles with me to Luke chapter one, where we'll get into the story. And so um, at the beginning of this chapter, we see two characters emerge, the first being Zachariah the priest, um, and then his wife, Elizabeth. And here we see in verse six that Zachariah and Elizabeth are both people that are righteous in the eyes of God. Um, not only are they righteous, but they're also people that follow all the commandments. They are um, people that follow the regulations and they're doing all the right things. However, we also learn that Elizabeth has been unable to conceive children. Um, but not only that, both her and Zachariah are just getting old. Um, and so the chances of them being able to conceive of children are pretty low. <laughs> but we know that God has something different in mind. And so in later on in the chapter, we see that Zachariah is at the temple. And while he's at the temple, an angel of the Lord appears to Zachariah. And the angel says, hey, Zach, guess what? Your wife is going to conceive of a child. And not only that, um, you're going to name him John. And I'm sure for Zachariah, this is a jarring moment, and he's probably just left flabbergasted, probably because, one, he's seeing an angel, which is probably really crazy, but also the news he's receiving, that he and his wife are going to have a child, something he never thought was possible. And so this is what the angel tells um, Zachariah in verse 17. He says, he will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. And he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. And I think what this story points out, and it also points out this in the story of Abraham when he is also trying to have a child. Um, but I think what this story points out to us is God works in places that we don't expect him to. That God takes things that are considered maybe a weakness. Um, maybe there are places in our lives where we feel insufficient. He makes those things whole. And in something like the lives of Elizabeth and Zechariah, where they probably felt pretty insufficient, especially Elizabeth, not being able to have children. Because if you look a little bit further in this chapter, in um, verse 25, once Elizabeth finds out that she's going to have a child, she screams with joy and she's thanking God. But she also thanks God for taking away the disgrace of not being able to have children. So this is probably something that's been really hard for Elizabeth, feeling disgraceful for not being able to conceive a child. And I'm sure she's wondering, you know, I've been doing all the right things. I've been following God, um, Zachariah too, but like we've been doing all the right things. We follow your regulations, God. We're chasing after your heart, but we feel disgraceful and not being able to have this one thing. And what I love about this is it's God showing up in a place where no one expected him to show up. In a place that is unexpected. He's showing up in an unexpected way. And we also learn later on in this chapter that he does this for a lady named Mary. It shows up for her in an unexpected way, in an unexpected place. But what I think it highlights is that God is sufficient in places that we are insufficient. He is strong in places we are weak. And he's working in ways that we don't see him working. This is a thing that we tell to all of our leaders in the junior high ministry, um, that when you're working with students, you may not see fruit right away. I think many of us are hopeful that when you know we're pouring into other people's lives that we're gonna see lives change like that. Like we want to see results. That's just how we work, especially in today's society. We wanna see the results of the things that we put into. But 
we tell leaders is that you may just be one step in a student's life to getting closer to God. You may not be the one to see the 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 um, student, you know, praying and accepting Jesus into their life. But you may be one person or one cog in their life that puts them that much closer to encountering God and accepting Jesus into their heart. And so I think that um, in that same way with their lives, um, we may not see God working um, explicitly in front of us. Because if we look back that this was, um, this was a prophetic action, that this was all set in motion and spoken into existence a long time ago, the coming of the Savior and also the one who is to lead the Savior. God is working in ways that we cannot expect, we cannot see, and um, in places that we don't expect. And he does that in the lives of people around us as well. And he does that in the lives of students. And so that's why we tell leaders that, um, that you may not see God working right away. We may not see those things come to fruition. But I think what, what God tells to Zechariah and to Elizabeth is that I'm not finished with you yet. You may be getting old. You may be getting up there in age. But I'm not done doing a good work in your life. And he's not done doing a good work in your life either. God is working in unexpected ways and in unexpected places. And he is fully sufficient where we feel insufficient. Merry Christmas, church. Thanks for watching.